Welcome to the Mark Our Words podcast. Now, before we get into this episode, there's just a few things we need from you at the end of this episode. Number one, we need you to leave a comment. We really want to know what you think about our podcast. And number two, we need you to share this episode. Sharing is caring. And that really helps our podcast. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Blessings. I want to go back to something that Elle said um, in the episode that we recorded with her about, um, correct me if I'm wrong, the marketplace or something like that is in Carolina. Mm-hmm. High Point Market. Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and breaking into that industry, excuse me, <clears throat> breaking into that industry, of course, your uniqueness is there's no one like you. There's no one like you two. Mm-hmm. in that industry have there ever been a point to where you felt like your uniqueness is almost like a weakness not to you of course are you rapping a little you, bit yeah, yeah, I'm, ra- yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm around there bars 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 hashtag racist bars no because like I understand that Everybody want to be the first, uh-huh. and everybody want to be unique, and everybody want to stand out. That's right. But something that we was talking about, even off camera and things like that, how certain things are a boys club, or certain things are, are a lawyer's club, or something like that. Is there certain protocols, or certain, what's the word? I don't want to use the word sponsor, but kind of like someone who kind of give you the okay, like, hey, they cool. Oh, the, like an ally? Yeah, an ally who is not our color, but kind of be like, they good. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> does it work like that in, in that industry or so forth? Uh, you just got to take it off. Oh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's similar to any other industry where the way that our society is set up is mm-hmm. someone has to vouch for someone mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. most of the time. It's like, we're always looking for, you know, like if you go to Amazon, you don't buy nothing yeah. if the reviews are like 100 people, Facts. you know what I mean? Like everyone wants someone to say, like, validate this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually have, we have another story where we recently have expanded the business to include staging, mm-hmm. you know, staging mm-hmm. vacant properties for sale. And um, we were introduced to this broker who, you know, is a million dollar realtor, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, sells these million dollar homes in McLean, Virginia. Shout out to McLean. I don't know about that. Oh, I was trying, I was, I was trying to live out there, but never mind. <laughs> I, guess I, go back, I guess I go back to PG County. <laughs> so... Yeah, so we're introduced to him, and he's like, you know, you guys are up and coming, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, we like we want to do our first stage with you, and hopefully, you know, if it does well, then we'll just continue this relationship. And so, do you know that this guy looks at us and offers us peanuts? Really? Peanuts. So he had a house. The house is on on the market for four point seven million dollars. Mm-hmm. It's a four point seven million dollar house. And it ain't like the house is nothing extra, like, fancy. It's just because it's in McLean. Exactly. You know? 
And he already had the house staged, and it was terrible. The staging was awful. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, he's seen our work. He's never seen us stage before, but he knows that, of course, when it comes to design, we're, we can do it. And I'm yeah. like, yes, if you can see that, then, you know, let's let's surprise you. For six months, he says he wants us to stage. He's going to have the old staging removed and then mm-hmm. we're going to restage the house. Stage five rooms. And for the length of six months, and he's going to pay us. $500 Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Ken is offended. Oh, no. I thought you was like, peanuts like 30K, 40K. And $500 a month. $500 a month. Ken is offended for you. $500 a month. Meanwhile, let me tell you a little bit about staging. So, the, the, the reason we even entered into this... <laughs> Don't y'all do rooms? so the reason we even expanded into staging was partially because for a few like for the last year or so there's been sort of a dip because of course inflation mm-hmm. um the economy is really yeah tough and interior design is a luxury service yeah. so not everyone just has money to blow like that uh-huh. and so we're like well you know there is a boom in real estate so mm-hmm. why don't we sort of take our talents and supplement while we're trying to figure out what's going on with um you know for the economy to stabilize yeah and we also know that we can do this like if you look at staging yeah. it's terrible yeah. God awful. So he knew that we could stage the house mm-hmm. much better than what he had before. Mm-hmm. And I will share some before pictures, the before staging mm-hmm. and then the after staging so that you guys can see it's night and day. Yet, because we're black, mm-hmm. because we're up and coming, he lowballed us question do you think it's because you're black only or that you're a woman which one is 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 i think it's both you think it's, it, i think it's both i it think it's hand in hand i think in that situation it was an intersection of both mm. um and to just like the audacity so with staging usually there's the initial staging fee mm-hmm. to do the work mm-hmm. and then there's a monthly rental of the furniture per space now i said five rooms and so usually our fee, the way we set up the fee structure was $500 per room mm. on top of our initial staging fee. He's like, you know, since I'm trying you guys out, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, you know, we're not going to do a staging fee because mm. the owner isn't going to pay for a new company to stage the state because the place is already staged. So waive the staging fee. Mm. And I will do 500 a month. And so in my mind, I'm like, oh, okay, $500 per, per room mm-hmm. per month. That's at least 2500 Right. That makes sense. Okay, fine. No. He said no, $100 per room. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was, I just, the audacity. For a whole month, 30 days. So, where is that relationship now? So, we took a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we were 
upset and yeah. disappointed and humiliated really you know and we're just like f this like mm-hmm. we don't have to do this we don't have to but you know after sort of seeking counsel it was like you know what it's your first one yeah. like just get your foot in the door mm. see where this relationship is gonna go and it's been two months almost three months oh so this is new this is all it's in two months almost three months the house hasn't sold oh and the house hadn't sold. It was on the on the market for like 190 days or something like that. Yeah. And so when we restaged it, we told them to re-market it. Mm-hmm. But it's really not. We told them jump from jump. We we're like, it's not the staging that's the problem. Staging is terrible, and it would make a difference. Yeah. But the house is old. It's musty. Mm. Like <laughs> <laughs> the house is dusty. You need to like. <laughs> Air it out. You need to do some changes. Mm-hmm. For $4.7 million, there are a couple different things here that need to be changed. Mm. And so this is our, you know, us with our design hat on. It's yeah. like, these are the things, the upgrades that you need to put mm. in this house if you want to sell it for this much. Yeah. Of course. Nobody wants that. No, right. So it's ongoing, but we don't think that we're going to, because okay. we just feel like, we're not getting the results that we yeah, wanted. Makes sense. Because he has. It's not like he's referred us to anybody yeah. since. Mm-hmm. So really, what what are What's we gaining yeah. by the loss that we've incurred? Mm-hmm. No, that that's interesting though, because just hearing just how that came about about trying to get your foot in the door, mm-hmm. and the fact that you know, or maybe you could tell to tell me how how do you know when to cut your losses? Because sometimes. Your past wins can sometimes blind you into mm-hmm. being like, oh, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. And you was like, you know, like, especially with me, I feel like I can do anything mm-hmm. and things like that. It, it took me a couple of losses to realize that it, I, I, I have this saying, actually. And it's funny because I, I said this to uh, somebody in church. I said, just because I can do anything doesn't mean I should be doing everything. everything right. You know what I'm saying? Because right. I feel like whatever I put my hands to. I can learn it, I can become good at it, and I can do it. But there is a such thing as, this is not worth my time, and maybe I shouldn't really be doing this. Mm -hmm. So how do you know when to cut your losses in business when you basically have those past wins to where you actually have those victories of like, oh, I got past this, or I didn't get past this? This is a timely question because I think we're in the middle of trying to make that decision. Mm -hmm. You know, we invested quite a a bit of money Mm -hmm. In trying to expand into staging. But we're realizing that like. There's the work that we put in. Isn't giving us the output that. Yeah. That is equal or even above it. And so we're trying to figure out. Should we cut our losses? Mm. Should we scrap it? And who is the one that that, that makes that decision? We make the decision together. No. One, one person. Yeah, exactly. Person. I'm like. Oh, who. <laughs> Who, who convinces the other person <laughs> to come to that point? Because, like, one thing that, that is funny about me and Chen's relationship, because Chen is so risk-averse, Chen would be the one that would have to reel me back in. Because mm-hmm. I'd be like, yo, we could just do anything. And Chen's mm-hmm. like, no, we can't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's one, one thing I tell Chen all the time. I say, Chen, you're one of the smartest people I know. He'd be like, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, who is the one that has to be like, hey... That needs some convincing to cut losses or, or like to to go that extra mile and things like that. Even though you say it's a decision together, 
have there ever been a time where y'all disagree and y'all have oh, to, plenty and y'all have to butt heads and y'all have to you know conflict like like right now me and my lady is having conflict mm-hmm. we're planning this wedding and mm-hmm. things like that and of course it's gonna grow us in 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 the future once we get to the actual wedding day but right now it's like i want this and, and she wants and, and she wants that so like who is the one that's usually the hard-headed one <laughs> um it's l oh, okay <laughs> shout she's out to shout out to l she is a dreamer mm. She's a, a dreamer. I'm a dreamer too. Exactly. Though. That's why we <laughs> get off the cloud. Like get on earth. Um, she's a dreamer and she has a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm all about it. But it's I'm the executor. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who is going to see how we can make those dreams come yeah. true. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like you are a balloon in the sky. And I need to just <laughs> just just, pull just it back. come on down real quick, so we can figure out how to do this. Mm-hmm. How? What's the practicality? How is this going to happen? When is it going to happen? Who's going to pay for it? How are we going to pay for it? How much is it? You know, mm-hmm. those are the questions. Um, so a lot of the times, I'm the I'm the sort of like dream like dream, dream killer, killer. <laughs> <laughs> like dream balloon crusher, but <laughs> um, it's like usually more of like a we can't do this right now mm. that, that that's usually what they say when basically <laughs> not at all but basically because i'm nice and i'm and, and i'm your friend i'm gonna say, we say right, right now, now. <laughs> that's equivalent we got food at home <laughs> You're like i'm not going to mcdonald's no there's food at home <laughs> yeah so i don't know i think with with this staging thing though she's been She's been the one advocating to cut the losses, and mm. I've been the one who's like, let's just see, let's just see, like wait and see. Mm, okay. You know, she was the, she was like, we shouldn't take the deal with the person I just told you about. She didn't want to take it. She was like, no. Um, and so I was I was the one who was like, you know, like let's just see. Yeah. Let's take time and see where it goes. So I think it depends on the situation, but most mm. of the time I'm the one who's like. All right. That's interesting. How are you with friends? Do you have a lot of friends? I'm I'm friendly with a lot of people. Okay. Um, but I can count on my hand like who I like call my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not I don't let a lot of people in. Yeah. Um at all really. I asked that because like, you know, we all older and things like that like in our 30s i believe um i'm 32 this year mm-hmm. and it's like chen i grew up with him so like that's just he just he just in from from the beginning and many times they're not based on career paths you kind of see the split of like okay mm-hmm. i'm not friends with this person because and of course you're not judging nobody like they don't really got their stuff together and things of that nature or you don't want to deal with jealousy mm-hmm. and things like that. Jealousy is a big thing that happens, which I'm learning now in your 30s. You're going to come across a lot of jealous people because people who didn't put in the work in their 20s is going to reap what they mm-hmm. didn't put in in their 30s. And have there ever been a time to where because you're so business driven that you're like, 
oh, I'm disappointing my friend group or or do your friend group really understand you and know you like hey even though like it's low it's basically low maintenance you get what I'm saying yeah I mean I I think they understand that like they understand who I am to them okay. and who they are to me mm-hmm. and so they really don't take offense with like you know maybe I'm not here all the mm-hmm. time or um if I'm with them maybe I'm distracted a little bit because I'm like doing, you know doing yeah. things on my phone and things like that um but that we have you know a level of accountability where if like it gets too far or it gets too much they'll be mm-hmm. like listen xyz like I feel this and yeah we should work on this kind of thing but I really I'm not all of my friends are like deeply committed and connected to me mm-hmm. and I'm deeply commit, co- committed and connected to them. Um, and that's why there's so few because I yeah. like cannot put out too much more energy if I were to have like a lot more, a lot more to be committed to. Are you an emotional person? No. What, this is, what do that mean? This is um, the second time that you talked about, and I'm not going to touch on the first time, that you talked about having that type of relationship where you guys are very intimate. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it seemed like you having these conversations about how we mean to each other or, or you know, lack of, uh, uh, you know, uh, I guess, connectedness. Mm-hmm. But you don't come across that type of person that would even have or engage in those conversations. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? Is that something that you have to learn to grow into? Is that something that... You know, you could you could step into just mm-hmm. naturally. Like, what is that? Um. So it depends on the relationship. Mm. Naturally, I'm not. I'm not a very like sort of emotional. When I Let's I think I get when, yeah. Like, what do we do? Why why are we doing that? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but it depends on my. That's why I only have a few. Because yeah, if, okay. I'm, if I'm if I'm going to be vulnerable. It takes a lot for me to be vulnerable. It takes a lot for me to be, you know, sort of emotionally bare. Mm. And so I can only do that with a a small number of people. Um, But to the rest of the world. And that's that's the thing. It's like I'm only able to be just like all of us. We're only able to be naked in front of a certain amount of people. You know, (laughs) a certain few people. Right. Like you're not just naked all the time. So most people don't get to see mm-hmm, mm-hmm. your naked body, yeah. but the few that do, you feel comfortable. comfortable. Yeah. It's so interesting because even with our dynamic, if you was to describe just the word emotional, I'd probably be more emotional than what Chen is mm-hmm. and so forth. I think so. I uh, disagree. Really? How, how so? I think maybe five years ago, yeah. I think I'm more, I think I'm more emotional than you. What do you mean by emotional? <laughs> now I'm curious. Because cause here's the thing, I'm I'm not crying. So like the first thing I hear about emotional is I think of like like tears. Tears. So I know like I know neither of us is that. Yeah. But like I'm very in tune with how I feel. Okay. And I'm very direct with how I feel. Okay. And there's no sugar coating with me. In, in that point, I'm. In other words, I'm not passive aggressive. I hate passive aggressive. Me yeah. too. Oh, not a fan. Yeah, I'm not a fan of passive aggressive at all. So, that's I think I think when I, when I say emotional, it's not like 
not being able to control your emotion. I think a lot of times that's that's the wording that gets uh, you know, I guess associated with that type of like crying uncontrollably or uh-huh. not being able to you know keep your but when I say emotional is able to have certain conversations where you're dealing with your emotion. Whereas I could I could tell my girlfriend like I'm I'm angry right now. Oh okay. Yeah. Or and I could I could be like yeah I, I what upset me and I learned this from you. Because I remember once we had a conversation where it's like, yeah, you can't you can't be that tough guy all the time. You got to tell your girlfriend or you got to tell the person that you're into or you with like, hey, I I need this or I don't need this and I can't deal with this. Like, you can't be that tough guy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. I learned that from you. But I just think I do it better than you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's so five years ago. Yeah. Long like, story I, 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 short. <laughs> I mean, the student has to pass. <laughs> I got the A plus. Um, but yeah, I think I think Maybe. that's something that I, I worked on, um, and, and something that you know, because I, I I was kind of like you, where like I did not like to get into mm-hmm. that space. I don't like feeling weird. I don't like even feeling like people could even manipulate my yeah, emotion. Yeah, like you can't get close. Yeah, like like don't even think like like I don't I don't like the games that people like to play mm-hmm. with people in emotion. I'm like all that's for the. You know. <laughs> um, but what I learned is you can't. There's certain you can't get certain past certain things in a relationship, friendship, partnership, mm-hmm. your parents, your siblings. You can't unless you cross that yeah. uh, threshold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. One thing I do want to ask, though, is that, or were these friends, because me and Chris, we became friends since we were young. I think most of our friends are from when we were young. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those things that just naturally happened. Do you have new friends currently where you were able to develop those relationships into the, the space where you feel comfortable to bear your soul or, or, or and what did that journey look like? Yeah, and in, in your older and if you stages? do, please teach me how you did that. Teach both of us because because <laughs> we're learning through trauma. Because because one thing I found with me is that we actually had an episode about this. Is I want to learn how to make friends, mm-hmm. new friends, as an adult. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to, at least from my perspective, because we grew up. Most of, if not all, my friends came before the age of ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So. I have. I don't have any friends from. Yeah, like, when I was younger. But but you also moved, too. Yeah. So. But like even now, like 19. so. Teens. Teen. So I I had friends. I had high school friends that I was really really close to, like mm-hmm. Nicole and them. Mm-hmm. I don't really speak to them anymore. Yeah. Not because we have beef. Yeah. We just yeah. moved just, on. Just like. And the friends that I'm like, I could name on you know one hand that are like these are my core 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 people yeah they're all friends from like the last six years okay really? that's good because because this is my point that, uh, the longest friends so i have two that are that are so summer i've known for a decade okay well you and summer or that maybe close. maybe 12 years now wow. um so she's she's like the longest friend i have and then the rest of them I've I've only known since law school. Okay, okay. And the reason why we asked is because I don't know how as an adult to make new friends with deep connections. Mm. It feels fake mm. in a way 
because it's like if I become friends with someone as an adult, it's more in my eyes of what can I do for you? Mm. What can you do for me? I don't feel that way about Chen. I don't feel that way about Tony. I don't feel that way about mm-hmm. any of my friends mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But with an adult, it's almost as if it's like there has to be an exchange because there is no history mm-hmm. to fall back on. So how do you teach me, please? If, if it's even possible to build those deep connections as an adult of having friends that you call like, okay, these are my friends. That's That's on this one hand of mine. That's tough. Um, I think it it starts from just sort of like your what you value. Mm. Mm. One, I also think it, you need to figure out like, do you need new friends in the first place? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go looking for these friends. Mm-hmm. It just sort of formed organically. You know, we sort of clicked on something or mm. some things. We had some things in common. We were in sure we had a shared experience. Yeah. So my very 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 best friend, um, we met in law school, and on the first day of law school, really, and we've been inseparable since. Mm-hmm. And so we clicked on you know being family oriented. Like we're both like we both come from a, a pretty tight knit family. She's Haitian. I'm Ghanaian. Mm-hmm. Like. Those kinds of the were the like the go tos in our families. Everyone wants something from us. Like yeah. that's where we clicked on, and so we got closer based on that commonality. Mm-hmm. So there has to be like, what is it that you're looking for? That mm-hmm. value, um, and then loyalty. Like mm-hmm. I have to feel like I will give give myself to this person, and this person will give, give myself to, give themselves to me. And if I don't feel like that. I readjust how I... So so basically, it's never one-sided? No, ever. Okay. Ever. Especially because I'm very particular about who I let into that space of mine. So Mm -hmm. I have to see something in you to feel comfortable for you to see. Right? It's like... Sorry to keep using this analogy about nakedness, but like... Mm -hmm. I'm not taking my sock off if you don't have your socks off. Yeah. You know? Like, if I come to your house... And you got on shoes in your house. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wear shoes in the house. Mm-hmm. Definitely wear shoes in the house. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, it's like a give and take. Like, yeah. I have to see something for me to also give that same same energy back. And that takes time. It's hard. But, like, I'm curious to know why you want to have new friends. Why you feel like you want to make mm. new friends. Because I feel like for a certain... Because I never made a friend temporarily. It's kind of weird. So, and please help me, Chen, if, if, if you can have the better words. But it's, it's, I only know deep connections. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm also the glue in all my friendships. So, I am the one that, mm-hmm. like, for example, I guys don't talk to each other. I talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. And things of that nature. So I'm I'm the glue. So I have deep connections with everybody. For me, but they don't have deep connections with each other. It's funny because they all met before me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I met Garvin through you, but yeah. Yeah, like like yeah. So, but but it's like we all love each other. But it's yeah. like, for example, because of who I am. Like for example, Chen is like the type to where I freaking put something down and I can pick it up. 
whenever and it, and it would be the same. I'm not that person. I'm the one that's going to call each of them each week. Mm-hmm. How's everything? Things of that nature. Especially with guys. Guys is a different di- dynamic. Mm-hmm. You got to check up on your guy friends because you don't know what they're going through. And then mm-hmm. before you know it, like they're going through some things and exactly. it, it, they just got out of control. It's like, okay. Except Chen now knows how to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More emotional. Yeah. So, but with me, I, I'm trying to find the balance of how to build connections that is not deep that is mm-hmm. not um that's interesting yeah so like for example i'll use al for example um i would love to be um friends with l but i don't know how to be friends without being without being so deeply yes yeah, like yeah, yeah. like it's one of those things where it's like it's just a business relationship mm-hmm. and i don't really know how to do that mm-hmm because I only know deep connections. I get it. Mm. I only know people that are like family to me. Oh, I can do that so easily. <laughs> oh. I have so... I'm extremely personable. I have so many people that, like, I'm friends with. Mm-hmm. But, like, not but, to that yeah. level of, of the people on my one mm-hmm. hand. Um, and, and I think part of it is, like... You have to make a decision about how far you're willing to go. And so mm-hmm. once you make a decision about that, like, I call it drawing lines. Mm-hmm. I draw lines and I, in my mind and in my heart, I, like, shift tiles. So think of, like, checkers, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a possibility that someone who is, like, mm-hmm. all the way at the end, you know, at the, the whatever, can't, yeah, like, I just shift them based on what they do, what they do mm. how they respond to me, like what's happening in life yeah, generally. So there are some people who maybe I was like closer with before they got married, but now they're married. And like, it's not, it, there's no bad blood. Yeah. It's just like life happens. So you just, you just reorient the relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. or redefine the relationship. Um, and even with Elle, like Elle and I had a moment where like we've had moments in our like relationship where for a while you know when we're growing up she moved to michigan Mm. and i am the type of person who is like out of sight out of mind Mm -hmm. that's just how i am same with summer summer moved to germany she was in germany for two or three years Mm. and our relationship shifted you know and when she came back shifted back you Mm -hmm. know and it may be different now, but it's just a different shift. Yeah. And I'm able to do that with yep. different people. But all of that is based on defining the relationship. Hmm. Is this person important to me? Do I want to you know, pursue mm-hmm. this relationship? And how deeply do I want to pursue it? Once I answer those questions, then I can you know, shift them where I want to shift them. And then if they do something that that like shifts them closer to me then fine i will i will also shift closer but if they do something that pushes me away then no bad blood again like it's just like you just move somewhere else Mm. in my it's a very dynamic yeah like it's flow flux type of Mm -hmm. yeah it just shifts so i want you to ask your lawyer question to about uh can you be a if I said it wrong? Can you be a good lawyer if something is something? And a good person. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Why not? What? What? Where does that question come from? So Are those, you watching Better Call Saul? No, no, no. I a little bit. I, 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 <laughs> um, I remember hearing this um, 
this one episode on NPR. I think it was uh, I'm not going radio lab, and they were interviewing a uh, lawyer, um, and the lawyer. This is a while back. Um, took on a case. He was the the um, defendant, the defense l- counsel, the defense counsel of a person who killed a one of those little white girls mm-hmm. in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> And I think the guy told him, like, yeah, I, I did it. Or he, he kind of knew he did it. Uh-huh. And there was evidence where he kind of knew if the other people found it, that mm-hmm. he would, um, like, the guy would, would go away. And he decided not to give it up. Like, he decided, I don't know what was evidence, but he knew something that would determine the case over for the guy. But he decided not to give it up to be a good lawyer mm-hmm. to the to the um to this client mm-hmm. and the question arose was like did he do the right thing was he because I, I think it's a case that people study um is a case that people study and uh and sorry the the value kind of threw me off sorry um but yeah it's a case that people study in, in school to see okay what makes a good lawyer because apparently that what makes a good mm-hmm. lawyer but it also means is he a it comes into question is he a good person and so there are decisions and things that you you might have to come across with Mm -hmm. that either you do your job well or you put into question uh or not put into question or you live up to what you your ideals and your morals are so it's either your morals or your job and i feel like that's a that's a that's a uh, I guess a, a question that every lawyer has to make at one point. So if you're if you're a good lawyer, like there's going to be criminals that you know did it that you had to defend, or there's going to be innocent people that you might be like he might not have done mm-hmm. it, but hey, I have to like this is my job. Yeah, I think the I think the lawyer client relationship is one of those sort of rare ones where you have to think about what your role is Mm. to the person. Um, There's, you know, morals and then there's ethics. And those, those are two different things. And I think the question really is too broad about whether you're a good person or a good lawyer, because you have to think about what is being done and for what purpose. It also depends on whose perspective you're asking from. Mm. From the defendant's perspective, he's not only a good lawyer, but he's a good person to him. He was a good lawyer for not breaching his you know, duty of confidentiality, mm-hmm. duty of loyalty. But he's a good person because he saw something in me or he felt pity for me or whatever it is. I think I think you're trying to sell me something. I'm not. (laughs) No, and I'm really not. And I (laughs) even though he knows he killed that little white girl. (laughs) (laughs) He's also like your lawyer for seeing something. Go kill my other white girls. (laughs) R.I.P. to that other white girl. (laughs) R.I.P. to all the white girls. (laughs) Shout out to your teeth. I don't want to keep saying that. It's not coming out next And so I think there are situations where you are caught, like, 
in a sort of bind mm. about whether you want to be a good lawyer or a good person and what make what matters more mm. lawyers have to make that decision and i think if it's too much for you as a lawyer then it compromises you being mm. you being a, per- a good person mm-hmm. then you have to decide that you can't can't proceed mm. so for instance like i told myself I I will not take a case. I would not do a case or be able to work on a case that deals with like a rapist or a mm. molester. Like I mm. that's where I draw the line. Mm. Because even if I could be a good lawyer to that person, mm. I would not feel good as a person. I mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to sleep at night and I would feel I would feel like it sort of like there's a clash yeah. there between like what I know to be true and good yeah. and what I can do with my skills. Yeah, I, I think to to that example, Chen, is that people have their own definition of what a good person is to them. So to them, they may feel like, hey, I did my job. I'm not, for one, I didn't even do the crime. So me even being a bad person is not even on the table. And some people may feel, as long as I do my job, it is what it is. Me, honestly, I don't think I'm like you. I don't think I can do that and sleep well for me because it's like what if i'm put like this what if i'm defending someone who lied to me Mm. and i got them off you get what i'm saying so it's like it's kind of it's kind of weird it's a it's a it's a it's a very interesting uh profession but um yeah, I probably wouldn't do it. Well, it's kind of too late. It's kind of too late. It's kind of too late. It's never too late. Trust me. Trust me. It's very late. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't know if... Because uh, there is a collective, um, I guess, agreed upon definition of what a good person is. Now, I might vary here and there. But that guy ain't like he's a good person. Like, there's people who are bad people that was like... Yeah, I'm bad. Mm-hmm. But you bad, like, just like me. <laughs> oh, okay. Just for you, just, you know, associating with me. Yeah. I think people know, like, what is considered a good person, what's considered a bad person. Like, if, if if I'm a criminal, and my lawyer knew that I did the thing, and it was a heinous act, and the lawyer was like, I'm gonna get you off. I'm like, yeah, you, you an after person just like me. Like, like no, shout out to you. I bang with you. I, right, I love you're you. a good lawyer. Yeah, you're a great yeah. lawyer, but you, you're not, yeah, yeah. You're not the, the best person. Yeah, I, I, get, I get that. Like, there's, like, no real moral compass yeah. if you're going to see and know that this is a screwed up situation and then proceed onward. A good a good person would be like, I can't, I do, can't this. do this, mm. you know. Um, right, like, the difference between... Someone who sees a wallet on the ground, mm. who like you could either you could take the money out and then mail the rest <laughs> of the wallet. Does that make you a good person? Like, I gave you back your wallet. I gave you your wallet. I compensated myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> or the person who sees the wallet and and then just like you know gives it gives it all back. Now, question: Are you a bad person if you see the wallet, you walk right by it, see, and, I, and and you do nothing? You like A's. He lost his wallet. He lost his wallet. This got nothing to do with me. I think according to the like definition of a good person, you not that you're a bad person, but you wouldn't qualify no, as a good, good person. person. Mm. I mean, that's that's a. I don't know. If we ever did this topic, but it's like if you're not the hero, does that make you the villain? Like if you see a child drowning, 
you know how to swim. You don't save that child. Are you now a villain? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I don't think so. I think that there, there's people. only there's usually a, there's only one hero and one villain, and Do then I there's know everybody how to else. Yeah, you die. Swim. You see a kid drown, and you you probably can make it. I mean, there's always a risk. I mean, but you're in, you're in your favorite su- suit. It's not, it's not even suit. It's just like I have what. <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't go out. Yeah, I'm sorry. I probably wouldn't be the hero. Because but then people, but but then the question now is: Do you let that man? Do you let that child drown? Like, but are that, you responsible no, for the child's death? I don't death? think so. I mean, I think that like there's there's a hero, there's a villain, and then there's everybody else. I am a bystander, like yeah, everybody else. There's everybody else. Now that okay, now the situation. So I learned recently, maybe in the last six months, uh-huh. that cops are not responsible for saving your life. Uh, they they're like they can't be held to save your life. Oh, so there was a situation in New York where um, the cops were on the train and it was looking for some guy who apparently stabbed somebody earlier that day. And um, and so the guy, some guy walks in, he sees the cops. The cops go into the other car. He sits down and he sees this guy, and the guy's just looking. at him. You know, New York, you know, there's always somebody that's just looking yeah. for no reason. So he's not making eye contact. And all of a sudden, the guy said, today you die. And then jumps at him and starts stabbing him. Oh, my gosh. And so, sorry, disclaimer. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Trigger <laughs> warning. <laughs> After the fact. I was about to say, he already said it. <laughs> um, anyway, he looks up and he sees the cops in the other car looking. And they're not coming to save him. Oh. Luckily, there was another bystander that helped the guy out. So he took the guy off of him and then subdued him. And then the cops came and they arrested him. That's not like a cop who's not doing their job. But th- that's not his job. Mm. Like they're not, they're not required to save you from a situation. Mm. So then the question is, I mean, people will say he's a bad cop. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> is he a bad person? Because he, what if he didn't want to arrest his life? Listen, nobody wants to die. You get what I'm saying? So, but I don't know why for a cop, I feel like based on the profession that there's an expectation to him to save a life compared to me, who's a bystander watching a kid drown and things like that. I don't have a lifeguard suit on and things like that. It's one thing if, if I was a lifeguard and I'm not going out there to swim, but if I'm a bystander. So if you're a lifeguard, are you a bad person? If you don't go, yeah, I didn't do my job. But you're not. You're, so you're, you're a not bad. At work. You're a bad life. You're a bad lifeguard. But I'm not at work. What do you mean you're not at work? Oh, I'm oh. a regular person walking. I'm a lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you say. Oh, you say that I'm off the clock. You're off the clock. Oh, okay. But you're a lifeguard. You know how to do this. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think that makes you a bad person. It makes you a bad person. Yeah. Because you, you have a you have a level of expertise that you, that you are not using. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting paid. I did this okay. because it was a summer job. Okay, they so you're on the plane. You know, on the plane when someone like we need a medical emer- You know, a professional. Mm-hmm. You are on the plane to go to yeah, Cabo. But, but that's different. Trust me. How is it different? Is they gotta take an oath and all that. Stuff. <laughs> 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 I 
I am not. Not the summer lifeguard. Not the summer She's lifeguard. trying to make $16 an hour. Listen here. I'm not. <laughs> I did this for two years. <laughs> I'm not trying to put my girl out there. But if there was an emergency. You already are. If there, if there was an emergency on the plane. And they said we need a medical person to do something. <laughs> she is sweet. <laughs> She's like, I'm not going to be the first one. I'm not, I'm not going to be the fifth one. <laughs> Shout out to my lady. You know what I mean? But I, listen, it's, it's tough. I feel like in those type of professions, once you decide to make those vows and swear and things like that, if you're a cop, you got to protect. At least protect. You ain't got to save life, but you got to protect them at least. I see cops shoot people for less. That's true. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, well, maybe that cop was thinking different. He's so, like, so whole time, the time where we want you to shoot somebody, <laughs> you're like, no. Nah. He's like, man, what have I missed? <laughs> maybe he was overthinking. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think, and you know, we don't have to touch too much on the subject, but I think also just seeing a situation like that in real life, like I never seen anybody get that? Uh, I'm, I'm probably freeze up myself. Yeah, so I'm yeah like, you never what do know. I do? In those I'm, not, yeah, I'm not paid. To, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not paid. <laughs> <to> <laughs> no, I'm not paid. To, like I got, I got to do it. Um, but yeah. In closing, what's next for the event? Do are, are you like the type to plan your moves ahead, or are you the type to like go with the flow? A little bit of both. Mostly, I I do plan or I hope mm-hmm. and have ideas of where I'm headed. Mm. Um, but, you know, in the last few years, I've just been like, the prayer that I've sort of been praying mm. and everything is, let your will be done. Mm. You know, to God. It's like, prayer. let your will be done. And so, even though I have plans or like hopes and dreams, I'm just like, whatever will be, will be. Mm-hmm. So long as it's your will. Mm. So even if that's not the t- the type right timing, mm. the right you know route or whatever, I'm open to that. Like yeah. I surrender to that. But yeah, I definitely have like plans and goals. And so what's next? Right. I mean, what's next is of course continue to teach. Mm-hmm. But I'm really, really looking. Like my eyes are set on reuniting with my man. Mm. You know, my fiance lives in Ghana, mm-hmm. and there the chances of him coming here are really, really low because of the immigration backlog. So you're moving to Ghana. Oh, is this? Are we breaking the news here? <laughs> We're breaking the news every hey, day. mom, hey dad. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys watch this, I'm going to Ghana. Surprise. <laughs> You brought me home 21 years ago, but I'm going back home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's big, though. No, that's very... How, yeah. and, and, and that's very... Actually, whenever you hear about these entrepreneurs and things like that, they always put their family to the back burner. Mm-hmm. They always put their personal life, whatever, mm-hmm. to the back burner. And with you having these multiple businesses and you helping with this business and you having your job, for you to be like, you know what? One of my priorities is I need to connect with my family mm-hmm. and so forth. So I like I actually like that one mm-hmm. because you really hear people say like you know what I'm trying to get a I'm trying to get someone Netflix or I'm trying to get something like like some as simple as hundred million <laughs> exactly some as simple as you know what I ha- I haven't been a good friend this year mm. let me reconnect with my friends I think that's something that we both been trying to do better and 
Like, I think when we first started this podcast, it was like, yeah, we tried to make 10 million, mm-hmm. 100 million. I'm still trying to make 10 million, but I think. <laughs> <laughs> but that was our, like, goals, right? Yeah. And uh, I think one thing that you was like, I want to make more friends. I was like, I want to be a better friend, mm-hmm. you know? Even, like, one thing that he said recently was, like, that really, like, something that I deepened was um, I'm never too, I, my friends are never an inconvenience. I was like, oh, I'm taking that. That's a that's a that's a that's a model for my life. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like I think we, and it's, it's not just society, but I think we're just so focused on me, 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 mm-hmm. that we don't really think about our other parts of our lives, yep. whether it's like friendships or family yeah. or love. Um, family is really important to me. Yeah. Um, you know, in my spare time, you know, people are like, what do you do for fun? I'm like, I spend time family mm. that's what i do i spend time with my family um and so you know i want and he's my family mm. he just because he's not here doesn't yeah. mean that i don't spend you know i mm. don't any opportunity that i get i will spend time with him mm-hmm. and so it it's always like the question's always like oh so you'll leave everything and i'm like it ain't going nowhere i'm not going anywhere Mm. right but like we are going somewhere mm-hmm. and so time is passing us by mm. and it's so funny i joke around with uh chin I, I wrote a um i have a blog which i need to get back to writing um great blog one of my subjects that i touched on was i did a series called i, I hated my 20s right so to cap off my 20s my mother died when i was 12 my father died like when I was like 27, mm-hmm. like around that age. And I just remember like most of the time I was taking care of him, helping with him and things like that. And one thing I told Chen, I think your uh, family says something about he writes his goals in a, in a book and he carried it with him mm-hmm. and things like that. My so, uncle. yes. My uncle EJ. Shout out to Uncle EJ. Shout out to Uncle EJ. And, um, and, and, and I still have the book. I don't have it with me, but um, I said, you know what? I'm going to have a 30 for 30 goals to where mm-hmm. I don't repeat hating my 20s. Because I, I really do. I really don't. I really didn't like my 20s. But I really want to make it an intention to really love my 30s. Because to your point, we're going somewhere. Before you know it, we be 40. Mm-hmm. We be almost 45, mm-hmm. 50. And, and it's, it's like time is moving mm-hmm. fast. And before, and before you know it, you be like, Wake up. Yeah, now when you have the time and have the strength to do things. Why not? Why not do it now compared mm-hmm. to putting it to the back burner? Mm-hmm. So, you know, like even now, like, you know, I'm on thirty one. I'm I'm engaged. Like I'm starting the thirties off yes. on fire. You know what I say? Like <laughs> so, so it is very interesting to hear. No pressure. He <laughs> <laughs> was the one who was like, relax. Shout out to the girlfriend. <laughs> relax. You and your girlfriend wallet. Yeah, Relax. Yeah. Let me do me first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I said, I said, because usually, like, once one person gets married, that's where that's, they want to get. I snowball. said, hey, y'all. Just <laughs> no, no, no. Let me do, let me, <laughs> exactly. let me lead the way. No, so to hear, like, family is important. Yeah. Being with my loved ones is important mm-hmm. because you know how social media is. Mm-hmm. They tell you this is important, mm-hmm. you know. People would tell you sleep is not even important and mm-hmm. things like that. And health people would tell you, hey, you need sleep. Mm-hmm. So, it's so many things there's so much noise telling you what is important and what should be important for you to know you know what family 
is important and for me to reconnect or to connect with family mm-hmm. that is one of my goals and that's going to be my go-to for this point forward what are you are like you seen something like, no nah, i was going to make a plug i don't it, it doesn't need to be a plug okay. but a book that i recently read which is my uh girlfriend's favorite book all about love by bell hooks mm, oh, love that it? book oh man i just recently read it and it, it it's one of those books where it's like tells you we put too much pressure on in in society about all these other things but we don't put enough like that the the our aspirations in life is like i wanted to get promoted or mm-hmm. i want to make x amount of money or mm-hmm. i wanted to get this house or i wanted to get this car and this is what my life looks like mm-hmm. versus like oh no this year i want more friends or this year i want to have a deeper connection with so-and-so mm-hmm. or this year i want you know be able to spend more time with my mother or father um or this year i want to be able to reconnect with a, a you know a, a, a uncle that i met like we don't have those type of goals mm-hmm. and those are the things that sustain us it's like and that's what us. we need mm-hmm. as human beings right so we can have all the things the accolades yeah. the work the job the money 100 you know but Look, I'm I'm not trying to breach a, a topic that, that, that me and Chen is gonna do soon, but Chen been showing me lately there's a epidemic of loneliness. And, oh, yeah, and, people. and people are feeling people are growing up our generation yeah. are growing up and they feel lonely they've been told to go after these things mm-hmm. and even social media give the illusion that you're close with somebody. Yeah. They even say close friends and so forth mm-hmm. and, yeah. and things of that nature. That it that really in reality they're not really as close or even have real they're foundation in their they said what you heard about uh what's, oh, what's her name b simone yes i did <laughs> with her subscription yeah to her friends. Friends. Uh, I just had, it's so weird that is so but the people are weird like i don't even understand <laughs> so i don't even understand. Like, like any other time you could have just not said anything but <laughs> like it's just weird. But you that's, really, that's, you really that goes to your point. Me grieving, but if you want to subscribe to my exactly. that's that's to your point about this illusion of what it means to be a close friend mm-hmm. um, in, in this social media age that we live in. So it's like people are growing up lonely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And me and Chen joke around when when like we talk to our male audience, we tell them, "Hey man, you can't be lonely in your forties, fifties, sixties years old." You're gonna die alone. Yeah. Men be dying early. Yeah, yeah. And, that's because y'all don't be going to the um to the hospital, but that's a different story. Oh yeah, that's also true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it is it's very important, and and I I, I really do love uh, the fact that you say you want to connect back with your man and connect mm-hmm. with your friends and connect with your mm-hmm. family and just make better what you already have. Yeah. yeah. Besides always going to get something new. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that's all my questions. That's all I have. This, this yeah. was good. Like, you liked it? Yeah. yeah. Y'all really, like, we went, I think we went around the world. Oh, and I really loved it. A little bit. Like, I, I tried, but I really do enjoy. Thank you for taking the time nah, out. out to Thanks Thank for you for coming. Guys. Yeah. I'm out for our little startup podcast. I'm you know glad that you <laughs> A hundred million. <laughs> we hope. You know? I'm, I'm a good with 10. <laughs> I'm let's start with 10. I'm going with 1. Let's go with 1. I'm going with 1. But is there anything else you want to share, Yvette? Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to share? Anything that's on your mind? No, no, you guys. This was this was really fun. I think that we touched on a lot of different topics. I have one question. Yeah. 
Are you taking mentorship? Because I know you said that you wanted to have a foundation. Mm-hmm. Are you looking for mentors or mentors? Um, not mentors. Mentees. Uh, mentees. Sure. Why not? Yeah. I mean, I don't. Nothing. There's nothing formal. But yeah. I'm always. Or just a chat. Yeah, willing to chat. I'm always willing to you know form relationships. Right. Remember my checkers pieces. Always willing to hold a hand or mm-hmm. two. Like, feel free. Okay. You cool. Know, anyone. Men, men too. That's men fine. too. Men too. Yes. Humble yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> she may know more than you. Okay. Humble yourself. I had to myself. <laughs> oh, my sister. My. You know what we gotta talk about on our next and another episode? What's up? This is this is something that's really deep deep down. Uh, men don't listen to women. Oh, we don't do those type of topics. <laughs> You don't do this. It gets too here. It's too much. Everybody's gonna call me a sip. <laughs> no, honestly, cameras off. We're gonna have. We can have that conversation <laughs> offline, but we're not getting that space. <laughs> Please, we don't want to ban the mics. They already tell us to these new, <laughs> new podcasts. They already tell us. No, shit. but honestly, there's an epidemic of really horrible podcasts yeah. that are about like men and women and like yeah. Who, like in I recently, general. I recently learned about the definition of a high value man. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, who is that? R.I.P. R.I.P. Anyway, but nah, I think you know, I think those conversations need to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, we did touch a little bit on it. Yeah, and no, no, th- we will, we will have that conversation, and we will not have it the way. That is clickbait and very, yeah, no, no. you know. What I mean, I'm sure no, no, no. we have smart people. So yeah. So, but those conversations are being had, and I think it's, it's necessary because mm-hmm. there is a shift of the definition of both genders and mm-hmm. what it means in society. So, mm-hmm. so we we will have an educated uh, conversation about that. I get the way I took it. I took it that you want to come back, so I, I just take it as yes. Yeah, if you'll have me, hey, hey we work something out. Anything else, Chen? Nah, man. This is a great episode. Thank you for coming. I enjoyed it. Thank, Thank you, you for coming. Y'all have a good rest of the week. Blessings. Bye.